Welcome, everybody, to another awesome episode of The Hookup on Music. And I am your host tonight, Tony. And in about a second here, I'm going to bring out my really, really awesome guest. Um, but before I do that, I want to thank everybody again for joining me tonight. It is always awesome and it's always fun to share these awesome music journeys with you. It is always awesome to, to just talk about all different kinds of music. And, um, well, tonight I got a really, 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 really awesome guest. Let me bring him out here. Um, I'm Tony, and my main man here is Baloney. How's it going, my man? Tony, I can't tell you how excited I am to do this. I've been uh, – I talked to you pre-show. I've been a fan since Jump Street. Um, I love the episode you did with Yumper talking Depeche Mode, and I realized – early on that I could just listen to people talk about music. So I'm excited to talk about music. I'm excited to talk to you. And I feel like we got a good, we got a Tony Baloney connection right here. You know, they used to say Tony Baloney to me all the time growing up. And I was always like, don't call me that. And then now I was thinking about it today. And if I knew that I was going to meet you, um, Baloney, and I would say, you know what? Call me fucking Tony Baloney. All yeah, that's totally. That's, I, that's I okay. ran with it. I ran with it. I uh, want to say, first of all, you were not there, but I did stop by your guys's tailgate on Sunday Thank and you. I had about four tacos and I ate them so quickly that the person next to me didn't even see how quickly I ate those tacos because they were so good. You guys are always awesome and always do good stuff. So I'm really, really excited to also share this time with you, my man. So thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you coming to the tailgate. Yeah, I couldn't make it on Sunday, but... There's going to be the other a whole three, the other we got, three were there. Awesome yeah, and they were, uh, and yeah. So shout out Johnny. Johnny's in the comments yes. and Jason and Dougie. They were representing. And yes, uh, yeah, that. we tailgate all uh, all White Sox season long. So it, we got a fun summer planned. <laughs> it's it was it was a really good time. And uh, starting with a good time. Uh, what have you been listening to, my man? All right, man. So I teased this uh, on a tweet and, and, and in Instagram. Um, okay. I've been listening to a lot of things in my line of work. I'm typically in the office by myself mm -hmm. or I'm on a machine uh, uh, with headphones on 
So I have a lot of time to listen to either podcasts or live sports or music or anything like that. So I've been in a rut of late trying to find new music. And it just so happened that I started liking Mexican, Mexican regional music. So there's this guy called Peso Pluma, who obviously it's, it's in Spanish. There you go. I saw um, your tweet and I said, you know what? This is probably where we're going to go. So let's. So let's that's see. exactly what I've been listening to. I wanted to be honest. I have been listening to 1975 and Taylor Swift. We're going to get to that. But I wanted to start with Peso Pluma because he kind of came out of nowhere. He yeah. is um, he's topping the billboard charts, not only in Mexico, but in the United States and all over the world. Um, he hasn't had a debut album. He's been guesting on a bunch of different spot and spots and just releasing singles. Um and he's kind of taken the world by storm. He was at Coachella. He was on Jimmy Kimmel, or I mean, um, uh, Jimmy Fallon. So it's kind of like an overnight success story. And I got kind of like got caught up in it. I usually don't listen to a lot of Spanish music. I do like uh, a little bit of Spanish rock. My my wife and I went to the Mana concert at the oh, United Center. Awesome nice. time. We, we like that a lot. But for some reason, this guy's been resonating with not only me, but a lot of people. Um, and what I like to compare it to is that there's been like an infusion. It's very much like trap or even like early 90s West Coast hip hop. Those are the okay. lyrics, but it's behind, you know, the tubas and the accordion, more trumpets and, and kind of the standard Mexican music. So oh. it kind of came out of nowhere. It's surprising, but I've been listening to it a lot. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's, yeah. they, I'm definitely going to check that out. I mean, 23 years old, you know what I mean? And you... Whole whole career, and you're saying not an album yet? Yeah, exciting, definitely so it's, exciting. So it's crazy. And then Taylor Swift in the 1975. I feel like <laughs> there's been a lot to do about them. Actually, the lead singer Maddie Healy and Taylor Swift dating, big whole thing. People don't like him. He's controversial. He's controversial, um, kind of on purpose. I've talked to Johnny, my cousin, the Southside bum uh, from the Bumcast, and. Um, I really like the Talking Heads. The mm -hmm. 1975 is basically the Talking Heads in 2023. I feel like he gets a lot of his inspiration on his live show from there. A lot of the music is, is very much Talking Heads-like. And I've always liked the Talking Heads. So um, their latest album was in uh, 2022. And I've been listening to it ever since. I, I mean, I've been listening to them for a long time. But um, I really like them. I feel like they're... I know some people will say like... Uh, not synth pop, but just like pop rock and stuff like that. But I feel like they still have a lot of like alternative influences. And that's where I, you know, made my bones listening to music was a lot of, you know, alternative 80s music. So that's why I like 1975 is is um, uh, we're going to talk a little while later about some uh, early music concerts we went to. But I went to one of those Q101 picnics. Yeah. And they, and they headlined the one that I one of the ones. Well, I went to a few of them in the recently, but they headlined one of the ones I went to and. But as you said, man, they put on a really good show, really good light show. Um, I went in not really knowing much or anything. And uh, now I play, um, um, what's the one song? It's off the first album. Um, Last Night. Uh, oh, I think that's what's called. I'm going to get to it here. But really good band, man. Really good yeah. stuff. You yeah, know, they had really... two really big singles off that album. Uh, somebody else. That's Sex. the song. Oh, somebody thinking. else. Yes, yeah, somebody else. I probably have listened to that song them. a lot because... As you stated, it gives me those vibes from, you know, Depeche Mode, Talking Heads, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
And then the last one, Taylor Swift, I feel like um, it almost started off as like a joke, but not really. I've always been really into the singer songwriters, you know, whether yeah. it be, you know, early John Mayer when I was growing up and things like that. My I daughter through the halls of my high school. You exactly. Know, yeah. That, that room that. for that room for squares album. Oh, yeah. um, and obviously she's got a whole litany of producers and, and supposedly she writes her own songs and she credits, you know, like Bonnie Vare and Jack Antonoff from bleachers as, as a big reason of like her last four albums. Um, but it's still the singer songwriter and my daughter is really into her now. So I can't escape it even if I wanted to. So <laughs> of all of the pop music that's out there, a lot of the kiss FM B96 stuff, at least I'm able to tolerate and not even tolerate. I'm, I'm a fan of Taylor Swift. So, so I'll listen to them. Um, I listen to her uh, a lot. And then um, I will say now that we're talking about her, I'll hashtag it on Instagram and Twitter one of the biggest, most listening to bumcast ever was us talking about Taylor Swift and tagging Swifties, and it just blows up. So yep. get ready for some numbers. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm okay with that. Um, I a couple weeks ago tried to get someone on here to talk about Taylor Swift. So it's, when you stated it, I'm like, I sure hope he brings trying to get everything like I stated, you know, because honestly, I have right now, I couldn't really tell you a whole lot about her music, but all I see yeah. are people saying good things. So the Which crazy thing I don't have any bad to say because I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. So the crazy thing about it, it's like you you could be a fan, you could hate her, whatever. You know her antics at award shows and her dancing and you know dating life. I don't give a fuck who you date and what you date and it doesn't matter to me. But what she's doing live music wise is kind of unprecedented. She's selling out football stadiums. I don't know if you saw the video of her. It was like two weeks ago uh, in Philadelphia, sixty five thousand people in the stadium, 20,000 people outside of the stadium singing along. Yeah. I saw um, I saw a post about her coming to uh, Soldier Field next week, and people are already planning on standing all around basically the, the, the Soldier Field campus, and they're expecting like 15,000, 20,000 people, not even in the stadium, outside, singing along to her songs. They said if the city really wanted to, they could put a screen of her live show in Grant Park, and they'd probably be 20,000 people there, oh, which yeah. is crazy. You know, it's not like yeah. you don't even have a ticket to go in and you're still going to see them, which is awesome. Yeah. It's, and it's there's something basically you know, unprecedented. There's something with the music. I mean, it's not, I don't want to use Backstreet Boys and NSYNC and knock on them, but like there's actually something to her music. Like it's actually, you know, there's solid something to it. And, you know, it's worth every, you know, from what I've seen I, and people talk about, it seems to be worth everything. It definitely doing? resonates with people. It definitely resonates with a big group of people. That, that, that's, and that's generally what you want, you know, and um, what we want are to talk about some awesome concerts. And you said there, you got some written down. Um, yes. Earlier you had, um, you had brought up the warp tour. You said you had been to some warp tours. Yep. Uh, um, what, what Warp Tour did you, was your favorite of the ones that you went to? Oh man, so I don't. We've been to so many. So we've been. I've been to so many live concerts like this. So like it started with the Jamborees, and then it yeah. morphed into the Warp Tours and the. Picnics. Well, then let's start with the Jamborees. No, no, no. no. Yeah, we could do yeah. Warp Tour. The one I okay. remember vividly was uh, we drove up to Milwaukee to see it. So this was probably later on in the iteration of Warp Tour, probably two thousand and nine, almost. Um, but we drove there 
Um, I'm a big Academy Is fan. They're from Chicago. Um, they have the drummer that's from Milwaukee. Um, so they had a huge presence there. They were just hanging out in the crowd. I remember seeing them in like a merch tent. And that, by that time, they were pretty big. Um, so me and my wife got pictures with them, went to go see them. Um, it was a really cool memory for us of of them just like hanging out with um, the crowd basically before their show. So, um, yeah, I, I like going up to Milwaukee for for concerts, especially, you know, if you can't get tickets to a Chicago show, the rave is a pretty decent yeah, venue to go to. And their amphitheater is basically like the world here. That's very similar setup. Mm. Um, so I, I highly recommend people if you, if you can't make it to a show in Chicago, just take the drive up to Milwaukee. It's not that bad. Definitely. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of like, as you stated, that's right around that same time as when I start going to concerts, you know, those jamborees, um, you know, those were, what was the first jamboree you went to? 97. 97. Which one was that um, one? So it was my seventh grade going into eighth grade year. Um, it had, uh, actually I actually have it written down here. So it had oh. Beck, Bush, Echo and the Bunnymen, Erasure, mm. Moby, Jamiroquai, Social Distortion, Republica, The Cardigans, The Boston's, Verf Pipe, and Veruca Salt. And um, uh, I talked to you pre-show about how like my musical influence has a lot to do with my uncles. Johnny was on your podcast talking about the same thing. They would take us to live shows. Um, he's my godfather, my uncle Paul. Um, whenever I wanted to go to the show, he was really into live music. He would just take me like it was like, well, yeah, let's do it. Let's go see it. So I wanted to go to Jamboree 97. Ended up seeing like a lot of bands that I'd liked at the time, like Beck and Bush. And I'm still mm -hmm. a fan of those. Oh, yeah. Erasure was unreal. They closed the show out. I had not. I, I didn't know who they were at the time. Uh, I obviously they were huge in the 80s and early 90s. Um, but that uh, I remember it vividly. I'm like, oh, man, Erasure is awesome. So then that in turn was when I backtracked and got into, you know, like Depeche Mode and all of that 80s synth pop basically was from that um, that yeah. jamboree. And that's why I like to go to concerts in general, not necessarily to see the people you want to go see, because that's always fun. But there's always a band that's going to stick out. There's going to be like, whoa, this is something different. Um, yeah. and, and then you kind of, you know, go into the basically spider web of that. Well, that's kind of even even us here, you know. I mean, I've heard the Academy is, but I haven't really listened to them deeply. And now that you say you like them, I'm going to write them down and give them a chance because that's that's why you know it's the same thing. Like as you said with concerts, man. How many bands? I mean, er, honestly, this is no joke. Today at work, I sang the Cardigans' "Love Fool." So you mentioned the Cardigans right there at Jamboree, and earlier yeah. on this same day, for some no unknown reason, because someone brought up the Cardigans, I sang that song. I don't know. I always remember that they put some Black Sabbath covers on their albums. That's why I brought them up earlier. But that being said, um, awesome. And then that, that next Jamboree was the first one I went to. 98. Okay. Yeah, 98. That's the Bare Naked Ladies, right? Yep. And Bare Cole Naked Kyle. Ladies, Ben Fold 5. And that's where you mentioned Creed. Yep. Um, Eve 6, The Foo Fighters, uh, Scott Weiland, Soul Asylum, uh, They Might Be Giant, and Space Hog. so did you like creed at one point tony no not at all I, and i don't want this to be known as the creed episode I, you know, I now tony. It, you know, and i was like you know <laughs> no. you know because i'm not gonna lie that you know back then they were okay to me but if you didn't like them we're gonna move forward no no it's funny <laughs> it, you know what's funny 
like we talked about with the yeah. Bass of Pluma or Taylor Swift, I, I don't yeah. judge anybody that likes music, dude. Everyone, everyone likes something different, and there's something for everyone. Oh, and yeah. I'm who am I to be like, oh, Creed stunk? I, obviously, they resonated with a lot of people. That was they like were my you hard know, rock. Yeah, I was really into the hard rock. But now, when you look back, man, it was cheesy. Um, but you know, honestly, though, I've were you a Limp Biscuit guy? I was not, you know, I never you know, got into like, like all that, that new metal stuff. You I never got into new metal. Johnny yeah, was in the comments. Good, Johnny good, liked good, it. Good for you. It's yeah. not like I'm like, oh man, you really missed out. No. I so mean, I was more doing the Green Day Blink thing at that yeah. time. Weezer. Which I honestly, yeah. sadly, I was doing the same thing too. I'm, which I saw you recently went to that concert, which was awesome. Yeah, it was good to see them live again for a long time. I had seen them a bunch, you know, back in my early days. But obviously, Mark, Tom, and Travis getting reunited after some health scares and some personal issues. Um, it was cool. And the United Center was rocking. So um, shout out to Vogue because he, he was the one that hooked it up with tickets. We had a nice time. And yeah, man, any live music is uh, I'm not going to compl- complain about. You know, and that's that's how I am, too, man. Um, even bands that I, I, there's a band that everyone really, 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 really dislikes on here. Um, they're called the Dave Matthews Band. I mean, I've seen them in the fifth row because I met somebody who was one of the first fan club members. And I was in the front fifth row, man, and have a couple drinks, man. And you're in the fifth row of any concert. You can't tell me you're not going to have a good time, even someone who hates certain bands. So I get the same thing. I don't hate. Dave Matthews Band. I, I actually think a couple of their albums are decent or actually mm-hmm. good. I've never seen them live. I don't think that's my crowd, to tell you the truth. No, no. But well, I that's the problem. The, I there we go. Here we're going to get to the problem with the band. The crowd. Yes. Um, sometimes his voice. Um, but like the band itself, and if when they start to jam, it's a little bit, it's not the worst, you know. Yeah. You know, but you know, back to um what are some of your other favorites that you've been to? Um, if I'm talking about the 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 jamborees, Jamboree '99 was um, the one me and Johnny went to. Red Hot Chili Peppers and the Offspring were there. Blink was there. Um, Silver Chair, which is a very I don't know I, I don't want to say underrated, but their first two albums I loved so much. Me so I really like four hours talking about Freak Show one day. So because yeah. I love that's one of my favorite. Love that album. But the first album's great, too. They're both So, great. Jamboree 99, I remember, you know, the offspring going crazy. Chili Peppers, they, uh, they were throwing stuff at in the, at the stage. Um, and at the time, you're like 13 years old. I was like, holy shit, this is something else. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, was... That's the second. I've said Blink two more times. But yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, all of those bands that you got up there, I, I feel like you you painted me with a broad brush and that's exactly i mean that's exactly uh, paramore puts on a great show blink a bunch of times i've seen green day a bunch um my wife is a huge my chemical romance fan so them seeing them last year at um at riot fest after them getting oh, yeah. delayed because of covid and the reunion and all of that stuff that was pretty cool so um both julie and i are a big riot fest and just festival f- fans um in general i will say one band that you said that like um you know i i talked about like you know you go sit go to see someone you're not expecting and then you kind of fall into that spider web roxy's in the comments i saw ghost at Lollapalooza way back when on accident because we were sitting waiting for someone else um i feel like it was like ellie golding or some just random person we're waiting to see and then ghost comes on their full get up 
playing louder then than they usually do now. You know, they're a little heavier in the beginning. Yeah, oh yeah. I didn't know anything about them. And I'm like, holy hell, this is crazy. Awesome show. I liked it. Never really got into it again. And then I saw them on Jimmy Kimmel like two summers ago. And I was like, I remember these guys. So then <laughs> I went back and listened to them. And now both Julie and I, huge Ghost fans, like most of Void Sox Twitter. But it's it's something that like I remember seeing them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I do. I did remember seeing them. Never really followed up with it until now. That's the thing is that you go ahead and, you know, you as you stated earlier, you know, there's bands that kind of you not prepared that they're going to be so good and you see them and then all of a sudden they start growing on you, you know, and that's ghost, you know, at that point, in this case, took a little bit while longer, but you remember back then too. I remember going at the same time the Jamborees were going on, Rock 103.5 had Rock Stock. Yeah. And that was at there too. And I'll never forget this. This is one of the craziest things is uh, guitarist Brian May from Queen playing the side stage, only 15 people watching him. And then you think of this guy playing Wembley Stadium with Queen. And then he yeah. played the parking lot of Orland in Tinley Park with 15 people. And I think that's crazily awesome that this guy, and he's put on a good show, played a couple Queen songs. But those those radio shows, man, were awesome. Yeah. And I mean, they're... It, they serve a purpose and, yeah. and now they're not as big. You know, we talked about the picnics and um, they, they used to be twisted Christmas and now it's, you know, the night we stole Christmas or yeah. something else, they but they always five nights. With yeah. The... They make it a five night thing, yeah. but they're still, you know, they serve a purpose, especially with a younger audience, you know, yeah. like me as a younger kid getting, being able to see a day's worth of bands that you might not ever see again or, or you know that'll get you into music that's why we got i got into live music i was like holy shit this is a fun ass day um now i'm getting old i can't do the three-day fest i could barely do one day um but maybe they're not for me anymore they're for the next generation well that's what was really cool especially the first blink performance at coachella i got it on my big screen tv and i'm watching it like that and i'm like Okay, I'm not in the pit, but I could feel it from right here. Maybe, you know, and but like you said, it's always good to get out every now and then. Are you going to the Riot Fest this year? We are. We don't know when or what day yet. We we for sure want to see a couple of the bands on there. Uh, I mean, they're not on this graphic, but I'm a huge AFI guy. Um, right. I've been a fan of Davey Havoc for a long, long time. Um, probably since like grade school, no, like right around like 2000, 2002. Um, but whenever they're in town, I try to go see them. So I definitely want to see whatever day AFI is playing and then work my schedule around there. Because you know, a lot of the headliners, the headliners are awesome. I've been lucky enough to see most of the headliners uh, for this year's Riot Fest. So I won't, I'm not going to be mad if it's like, you know, Which Foo Fighters one day or, or whatever. However it lines up, I'm going for AFI and then I'll work around that. That's good. You know, it's it's, it's a good plan. You know, you don't won't get too upset that way. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, those are, uh, you know, going through different concerts like that. Um, do you find yourself, because now, you know, I'm, I have a two-year-old. I know yeah, you have same. a young, you know, and, and, you know, it's, that's what's tough. You know, that's what's tough about the three-day fest, you know, especially, yeah, you know, it's my it's wife not... wants to come too. And I'm like, no, you're going to stay home and I'm going to go the three yeah, days. That's not going to fly. <laughs> you know, no, no. It's tough enough sometimes at Sox games, you know, to be like, you're going to stay here. I got to go, please, please. No, you know, but when everyone could go, man, it's always a good time. 
you know. I'm yeah, sure. and, and obviously, like, especially on a three-day fest, it, it mostly, revol- I like to say it revolves around AFI and whoever I want to go see, but a lot of it, it revolves around sitters, too. If, Yo, that's, my, that's, if yeah. my mom could watch them on Friday and Julie's mom could watch them on Sunday, maybe we go <laughs> two days, but we'll find out. So it's that not is, up to us anymore. But that is absolutely true, which you said, you know, earlier when you brought up same thing with like music sometimes i'm sure you sometimes have to play as you said earlier certain songs maybe for your daughter that she likes that you know and that's kind of how it is for my daughter too you know she's got she started when she was younger she listened to actually a lot more i could say younger like and like she's only two years old but what i mean is like now they they got a development of certain songs that they like to hear do you, uh, you said earlier your daughter likes the 19th. Was that who you said? The yeah, no. So, yeah. you know what? We're lucky enough that we're like, we started her at a young age. You kind of, and it's the same thing for us. And, and you know, I, I got molded by the music my parents and my uncles and everyone listened to. So hopefully we're molding her under our, like our listening. So yeah, she listened to a lot of 1975. Um, what else? She uh, Bleachers is one oh. of Julie's favorite bands. That's why I mentioned Taylor Swift and Jack Antonoff going they were actually at that same picnic with 1975 yeah, yeah we were Honestly, there dude, this live show blew us blew me off blew me away man they, he was really really good bleachers really, really awesome. is sneaky a really really good live show that not a lot of people know about so we saw we've seen them a bunch um we saw them at a hole in the wall like it was basically like a hotel room it was a private show for some corporate function we had no business being there but julie's boss knew that she really liked bleachers and was able to finagle two tickets. So we wow. were there, and it was like literally like this basement. And they just ripped it for an hour and a half. And to this day, I mean, we've seen a lot of bands, and that like moment, I was like, holy cow, these guys blew us out of the water. It was awesome. Very, very awesome. So you guys put on really, really, really awesome tailgates. So right now, let's pretend we have a time machine and you get to put on a tailgate in the 70s, the 80s, or the 90s. Okay. Without, without, let's start with the 70s. What is your 70s tailgate going to look like? Mailman Jacks in the comments, we both have an affinity for Tom Petty. I have this thing where, like, it was a bit. It was a bit that me and Jason started to kind of make his wife, or at the time, girlfriend, mad that we used to say Tom Petty's better than the Beatles. Somehow, I got high on my own supply and started believing it. Because, like, I went back and I went back into the catalog and I'm, like, talking to her about, what about this song and what about this song? So now I'm just a huge Petty fan. Um, One of my biggest regrets was that, um, not regret, because... Like it just wasn't in the cards for us, but we were supposed to go to that Wrigley show um, the last summer before he passed away. And I never got to see them. And I, I, you know, I like to brag or whatever about seeing all these bands and like, you know, there's not many on the bucket list that we haven't checked off yet. I'm never going to be able to check off that petty one because I like, we, he passed away and I'm like, damn, that sucks. You know, you're absolutely right. When he passed away, I mean, I went really deep into the catalog, lost tracks, deep tracks, all around tracks. And you're not wrong, man. I mean, I think a lot of people get mixed up some with the singles and stuff like that. But great artist, you know, and he's he's if not if not agreeing with you, he's definitely, I think, an equal to the Beatles. He's definitely really, really good. 
Yeah, I understand the history of the Beatles and it's how, not even that. It's not even that. I gotta like, watch myself because I don't want anybody. If we were off camera, I'd say some things, but I'm just trying not to upset anybody out there. And at the very least, you're you're absolutely correct. But um, because Tom Petty is really, really good. So we're molding this. What I like to do, especially at the tailgates, it's gotta be something for everyone. And I feel like Petty has something for everyone. You know, they, you have the popular tracks. They got a little more jam band stuff that you got. There's something for everyone. And that's how you kind of have to mold your playlist when you're at these tailgates, you know, because you can't just start, you know, no. even me, like I just talked about him at the beginning of the show. I'm not going to be playing Peso Pluma for all of me and one other person, you know, like no. you, you got to play to the crowd. You know, so, you got to you got to get everybody. The, exactly. Get everybody going. You know, you got to get everybody you know, up and moving, man. And that's what you do in, uh, in these tailgates. So, Tom Petty, that's a good one for the what, 70s. What, what would your be? What would your oh, answer be? It would depend on what kind of tail Because the 70s are really different than now. You know, like if it's 78, you know, we could really go far out and have a parliament uh, tailgate one weekend. Then the next like weekend, that. we can get punk and like get Mohawks and stuff. And do like the Ramones and, and stuff like that. And then, you know... In the real dead heat of summer, we'll wear bell bottoms and have like a disco and then get so trashed that people start fighting. You know, just have fun is the goal for these. Whereas, you know, I'm not saying um, as we move along, you know, you have the 80s. Okay, so what would your tailgate look like in the 80s? I will say I might have to bring those shorts back. Uh, Those (laughs) those 80s shorts are working. Some man thigh. Um, that'll be interesting for the Chicago sports bums to do that. Um, We talked about it earlier. I never really got if we're talking 80s. I never got into the hair metal or any of that stuff. It was always, you know, Depeche Mode, Erasure. So no Def uh, Leppard or Motley Crue for you? I, I do. No, going back, I do like a lot of like Motley Crue. Yeah. I like some, me and Julie saw Guns N' Roses when they oh, came good. back. And and so there is some of that. I, I, I do like a lot of it, but I just definitely gravitate towards the synth pop and stuff like yeah. that. That's so right. yeah, it's right. gonna be the push mode. It's gonna be erasure. It'll be a little bit, you know, in excess is up there. Um, a little bit of in excess in there. Love in excess. Uh, but it's gonna be oh, all all of that type of music, really. At, at least in the eighties. Um, you know, we got a lot of different. Um, well, he no got here. Dog. We got. <laughs> no, come on, some round and round has to make it has to make the the list. Round you know? and round. No, there. Uh, you know what? Because I just talked about it, it has to be all encompassing. Yeah. You got to kind of throw something for everyone. There, there yeah. would probably be a honest to God, there'd probably be a shit ton of Michael Jackson involved. Yeah, you know, that's true. That is true. You know, the whole thriller album, you know, yeah. it depends on what or bad, it depends on what era of the 80s. Yeah. Because it's know. not just my tailgate, you know, you're trying to get everyone involved. Well, that's what makes a perfect tailgate is you're like picking songs for everybody, right? You know, I've been to certain ones where you could hear it, and it's just like some guy's playlist, it's his favorite songs. It's like, well, the slow acoustic song in the middle here just isn't what we're looking for. So, the in the beginning, right before the start of the White Sox season, I threw out a tweet on the Chicago Sports Bums like uh Twitter feed, and I was like, What's your one song for your tailgate? Mm-hmm. and then I made that tailgate playlist, basically the whiskey at Comiskey playlist. There was everything. I mean, I we have Ghost in there. We have like some Almond Brothers. There's like the Yoan Moncada walk-up song. <laughs> we have everything. So that's I good. mean, and you know, I feel like it works. You know, it does. You know, and that's what you do, man. You, you weave and you mix, and you know, everyone has a good time listening. Yeah. So how about your '90s mix? Your '90s tailgate. 
so where are we going here? This is really interesting. I talked about being really influenced by my uncle and, you know, I got into the Green Day and, and all that. But earlier than that, my cousins were really into West Coast hip hop. So Easy mm-hmm. E, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style is still one of my probably top 10 albums. I love that album. And it's a crim. It's I, I want to yell at people that I don't know if it's Spotify or whoever the record label. It's probably Death Row still, but they don't have that album for streaming. I mean, people oh, upload it kind of bootleg. Uh, oh. If you go on Spotify, you can't just stream the full album completely. And I'm like, what are that we doing? That little cartoon booklet that came in the yeah. CD, man. That was that was all. That was amazing. Back there's going to be some doggy style on there. There's definitely going to be some Tupac. All of that, you know, like West Coast and even East Coast hip hop. You know, Biggie. Um, hit him up, man. Love that song by uh, Tupac. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really good, man. Um, you got to have that. That would be a good, t- fun tailgate, I think. You know, a '90s tailgate fun. would be fun. Maybe we, we start know. doing themed tailgates. I think I think maybe we're onto something here. I think I you like definitely it. should uh, should definitely start to do that. But uh, thank you so much for joining me tonight, my man. Dude, I could keep going. I know we. I told you before you tight you you run a tight <laughs> ship, which is awesome. But you leave me wanting more. You're a tease. That, that's what I told you. That's so awesome. you know, like as I said, uh, like the bat signal, man. Put that bat signal up, and we will get together again. And I the door it. is always open for more rock and roll. Thank you. You know, I really appreciate you coming on and just taking a little bit of time and talking some music. Always, whenever, dude. All right, my man. Thank you so much, Baloney. Of course. Thank All you, right. Tony. Talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight. Um, Again, my name is Tony. You can find us at the Penguin Sadistic YouTube channel. Uh, We have the Sadistic Penguin website, which is really, really, really awesome. A lot of cool, cool stuff there. Um, You could find this at the Hookup on Music on the Twitter. Also on the Instagram, which my wife is running, and she's doing a really, 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 really awesome job. Um, also want to say, check out everything else that's going on on the channel. Really, really awesome stuff. Um, really always new stuff. Uh, Yumper and Spo got a lot, a lot, a lot of cool, cool things coming up. Um, going to see Indiana Jones. That's going to be awesome. A lot of fun there. Um, check out the latest draft episodes when they come out. Please, please do that. Check out all the blogs that are on the Penguin, Sadistic Penguin, um, website. But uh, until next time, everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I didn't play this when he was here, but I got to play it right now. I want to thank Baloney again for coming on. I, you know, it's, it's awesome always when people can join me. And until next time, thank you, everyone, and have a good rest of your week.